Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey guys, on the monorail, let's head to the American Adventure. I've never been there before. I didn't want to wait an hour. I heard Will Rogers is there. Who? Will Rogers. Captain Erica's brother? Because if that's not it, then I don't know who that is. Yeah, neither did the college students. Alex, are you even American? Nine. No, that's not good. Welcome to episode 210 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm one of your host, Alex. And I'm Chris. Today we'll be giving the His on American Adventure. We're recording live for our group troop. If you want to join a group troop, you can go to our social media, Diz His Pod on Twitter and Instagram. On there in our bio, we have a link to our link tree, which has all our links to our group troop, our T Public page, which gives our merchandise you can buy. You can follow us on all our social media, Diz His Pod. Please comment, like, subscribe. We also have a YouTube channel as well. We do monthly giveaways for our Patreon members. So if you want to be part of those giveaways, you have to be part of the Patreon. It's as little as two bucks a month. And uh, you can see our live recordings, which, you know, we started probably like 10 minutes ago. and We're just now starting to hit record. So things happen before the shows. Things happen during the shows. And things happen after the show that if you're not part of the group troop, you do not hear. A lot of stuff gets cut, too. A lot of good stuff gets cut. Stuff that might not be suitable for uh, for. The younger audience, which we do label not suitable for work on our Patreon, which is always fun if you have that sense of humor. Um, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, suggestions, etc., you can reach our HR department at dishispod at gmail.com. That's right. Uh, HR is run by Alex and I. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But, um, you know, email us anything you want. Email us, uh, like we said in the past, email us your lunch. Email us your dinner. You know what? No, we have not gotten a breakfast email yet, Alex. That's true. Yeah. So... Check the uh, so email us your breakfast. Uh, next person who emails us their breakfast, um, maybe we'll send you something. I don't know, maybe not. That'll be up to um, our HR department. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you haven't already, leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or Google. Anywhere you can leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. Every single review helps. Only if we earned it, though. Only if we earned it. And if we haven't earned it, still give us a five star. Yeah, please. Just out of pity. <laughs> Today's history is going to be about American Adventure. Um, American Adventure is an animatronic stage show at the American Pavilion on, in Epcot. The show includes over 30 animatronics showing the whole history of America all the way up to the Obama administration. Have you ever seen this show, Chris? I have. I really enjoy this show. Really? Yes, I do. I love history. Uh, I have not seen it. I have not. You'd love it. I don't know if I'd love it. I don't know. I watched a little bit on YouTube. No, no, and no. I wasn't it's, feeling it. The video doesn't do it justice. Oh, it's kind of one of those. It's kind of one of those things. In like, listen, if you watched most Disney things on YouTube, you're not going to be impressed. You know, it's just like, like if you okay. Do you like Spaceship Earth? Uh, yeah, it's all right. Right, but if you watched it on YouTube, it wouldn't be very good. Right. But so it's 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 like that immersiveness, that kind of magic. Um, learning a bit about the history tonight, I think you'll appreciate it and want to see it. But I don't know. It's just like the effects, and it's those old school Disney animatronics, and 
lot of um, a lot of historical significance, not only for obviously the, the the country, but also for like it was they had the first animatronic to do a lasso. They had the first like they, there was a lot of firsts for the show, and um, I don't know, I I I really enjoyed it. and super cold in there, super cold. Is it really? Oh, and and dark. Oh my gosh, because right now in Florida there's a heat wave. I was just telling them that my studio is kind of hot because they need to start coming here an hour early and turn the air on because it's like an hour ago it was 92 degrees and it's like after dinner. It's ridiculous. Now, Alex, how long ago did I ask for people to email us breakfast? Five minutes, not even? Yes. We got our first breakfast email from <laughs> our Patreon member, Adam, who uh, informed me that he had a blueberry bagel. That's a great choice. He had, he had uh, a blueberry just, bagel? blueberry bagel bagel and bagel and uh adam is in our he's a part of the goof troop so i see his face right now because we're recording live adam yes uh, nod yes did you put cream cheese on said bagel no raw butter raw blueberry bagel butter dry, dry. wow it's one of those man? mornings it's one of those mornings did you even toast it did you toast the bagel he had no time <laughs> for that, he no, says. No time for that. I respect the move. Oh, my we, gosh. Listen, listen. I think I'd look at you differently if it was a plain bagel. But the fact that it was blueberry. Yeah, a little bit helps, of, helps. Maybe leftover juice from the, the dried blueberries. There's no juice from a dried blueberry. <laughs> I'm just trying to justify this, Alex. No, it's terrible. You should never eat a bagel without schmear of any sort. Wait, he just typed in chat. Didn't even need to have separately. <laughs> If that's not the biggest alpha move in my life. Like if I see someone eating a bagel, just biting into the whole thing, I'm not messing with them. Really? Because I'm going to ask them what's wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to ask them. I'm not messing with them because they Who had either you? the roughest morning. They had the roughest morning in the world that's or true. they're just built different. <laughs> you know what else is built different, Alex? The American yeah. Adventure. Oh. Oh, the, the Imagineers did a heck of a job on this on this show, Alex. I, did they? I really encourage you. Yeah. Next time you're an Epcot, you're like, oh, what do I do in Epcot? Go to the American Adventure. I told nice you, I tried to watch it. It was like an hour wait till the next show. I'm not going to wait an hour that is, for that. that is kind of, yeah, that is kind of weird. Um, just plan around it. You know, plan ahead next time. Be an adult. Plan ahead for a animatronic show at Epcot. Okay, I will do. There you go. America, spread your golden wings. Sail on freedom's wind across the sky. Let's get to the his. On the American Adventure. Hey bird, with your golden dreams, flying high, flying high. America, you must keep dreaming now, dreaming the promise now. The name American Adventure refers to both the World Showcase Pavilion honoring the United States and to the auto animatronic show contained within that pavilion. The pavilion features colonial architecture and features two dining options, a museum exhibit, an outdoor theater, a store, and a bathroom. The show includes 35 audio animatronics of figures from American history and a 72-foot screen for projections. The show is housed in the pavilion's central building, whose exterior resembles Philadelphia's Independence Hall which is where the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution were signed. From the genesis of the World Showcase's development, Imagineers knew that they wanted to include a tribute to Epcot's host country, the United States of America. Initially, the Imagineers wanted to have the pavilion located at the border 
a future world and world showcase. But they eventually decided that they didn't want to have the host country overshadow the other countries represented and moved the pavilion to the center of the world showcase lagoon, directly in the middle of the nine countries originally represented. So for the longest, I didn't really understand why, what place America had in the world showcase. Because we're in America, right? Yeah. Then I realized that there's a, like, Disney World is one of those places where people come from all over the world. Right. So to learn about the country that they're in um, is kind of important. Yeah. And it's also important to Walt Disney himself, who was like a huge patriot, loved American history, too. So kind of like on both fronts. Now I understand. You did, yeah, I never thought about that, is that it's good there for people who are coming in from outside the United States, which, yeah, you're totally correct. It's Disney World. It's the world park um, for a lot of the world. And right. yeah, it's good to have the United States represented. I don't think it's represented well enough, though. What I, do you mean? I don't think that pavilion is that great. Well, you've never seen the show. Okay, so besides the show, what else is there? The eatery is okay. There's I heard like, great things about that. I, I've ate there once. It was okay. Um, there's really nothing else there. Like, I think I think one of the best pavilions is Japan. Well, maybe ask a Japanese person and see if they think it is. That'd be uh, interesting. That'd be a good question. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. That'd be a great, you know, go, you go there and you try to find people of countries and you ask them what they think of their own pavilion. Yeah. Don't know if, uh, that's the greatest idea. I do Why? not endorse that idea is looking for people that you think might be from that country and asking them, uh, how, how this pavilion represents their country. But maybe if you do know someone of that, of that nationality, yeah, go for it. Sure. keep asking people are you japanese yeah, we don't identify no yeah, we don't i felt we don't identify as like not stop and frisk but stop and ask i guess are you stop japanese no i'm from detroit <laughs> i'm very uh, much american oh well then how do you like the american pavilion if you don't mind me asking yeah exactly um so <laughs> the uh the, pav the pavilion also has that that huge area for the shows as well oh yeah where they have the candlelight sessional yeah, yeah yeah that's true but I'm, um, I'm just saying like well actually you know what i don't think any pavilion is that great like what's your favorite pavilion uh mexico because it's magical because you go inside but it feels like you're outside yeah and it's cold uh, yeah because everywhere is... outside in disney is hot so then it feels like you're outside but you're cold yeah i like I, I agree i really want to eat that restaurant i don't know why i haven't yet but yeah i think i think that's one of the best ones just because of that restaurant is great the restaurant in germany is good too I, yeah I'm thinking very, like, yeah Oh, the best pavilion with a ride would probably be Frozen. Well, best ride, yes. I don't know best pavilion, but best but pavilion saying, with a ride, I think, is Mexico. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying because of the ride. Like, what's the best pavilion? Sure. What's the best ride at a pavilion? I think Frozen has it there. Mexico has the best restaurant, I think. Uh, America doesn't really have one of the best of anything. Um. Hmm. Japan has the best that look around because they have the museum and the giant toy store. Or shop, I should say. I, I do think that while it might not be the best pavilion, it's a great um, homage to its hosting country. It's a good representation of America, I feel. It might not be the greatest. It's not going to knock your socks off. That's, that's what you're saying. Like, it's not going to yeah. you're not going to go to America and be like, I cannot wait to go back to Epcot so I can go to America. Mm -hmm. But it's a really good representation. And part of that representation is the. Um, Independence Hall, which that's another reason why I never really 
care too much about spending a lot of time in that pavilion because I can go 15 minutes and go to the real <laughs> Independence Hall. <laughs> but it is cool looking across that that uh, lagoon and, or lake or whatever you want to call it. And um, now that the barges aren't there anymore and you get to see Independence Hall in all its glory, it's kind of cool. It's like, oh, you know, I feel like I'm home again, except it's very hot. And uh, But the cool thing about the Independence Hall building is, fun fact, it was the first building that they used reverse uh, perspective on, if that makes sense. So, you know, that perspective that they use, and I, the, the, the term escapes me right now. So if someone, forced perspective, um, they use reverse forced perspective to make the building actually look smaller than what it is. I guess so, it, because you're right in front of it, instead of like, uh, you know, Cinderella's castle being so tall and you you know they want you to make it look like it's way bigger they they did that opposite on this which is kind of interesting huh interesting which we did find out last week that disney's or two weeks ago rather that disney's very good at repurposing things and stealing things so stealing the design of independence hall they did flawlessly yeah yeah but i do understand how you know you're not going to get blown away blown away by this pavilion very important pavilion but yeah, nothing. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna um, call like your friend and be like, oh my gosh, I, you're not gonna believe what I just saw at Epcot about anything. No. Well, <laughs> Imagineer Mark Davis was the driving force behind the central show. Davis's original idea in 1975 was a light, whimsical dark ride before switching gears to a more serious dark ride in 1976. Davis wanted to group together American figures with similar roles in history such as political heroes or humorists, rather than having the attraction be chronological, like the Spaceship Earth and World of Motion attractions in development. Davis left the project soon after proposing this idea, but it helped sow the seeds for the final show. Imagineers scrapped the non-chronological approach but kept the irreverent tone Davis had proposed and altered the dark ride concept to an audio-animatronic stage show, similar to the Hall of Presidents and the Carousel of Progress in the Magic Kingdom, but on a much larger scale. Imagineers decided to have Benjamin Franklin and Mark Twain host the show, with the former representing the 1700s and the latter representing the 1800s. They originally considered having Will Rogers as a third host and a representative of the 1900s, but after deciding that he was not as iconic as the other two figures, demoted him to simply appearing in the Great Depression scene. The show opened with Epcot Center on October 1st, 1982, and aside from technical upgrades in 1993 and small changes to the film and title song in 2018, it has changed little since opening. American Express and Coca-Cola both sponsored the show during its opening, but both sponsorships have ceased ended. And we talked about uh, three things in this paragraph that you we actually did episodes on. We did Hall of Presidents, episode 172, Carousel of Progress, episode 99, and Mark Davis, episode 163. Alex, can I ask you something? No. Never mind. Okay. Who's Will Rogers? Uh, is he Captain America's brother? Great, exactly. Exactly. He could have been. If you told me he was Captain America's cousin or brother, whatever you said, I would have believed you. Because I yeah. have no idea who Will Rogers is. No, no idea. He would not have withstood the test of time. That's for sure. They wanted a trio of hosts, and which is a, a good idea. You know, Ben Franklin for the 1700s, Mark Twain for the 1800s, and, and someone for the 1900s. Oprah. Um, that would have been interesting. <laughs> Maybe the, the, the door is not closed on Oprah yet. We still we're still looking for someone now. 
at the end of before we start the new the next history, let's think of someone who would be good for the 19th century. Uh, okay. And we'll so what we um, do is we'll give that to our patrons who are watching live, oh, and they'll yes. send in their ideas when we ask for it. Don't do it now. Wait till we ask for it so we can see it all at once. I think I might have said 19th century, by the way. I meant 20th century, oh, 1900s. Right. Of course. Um, yeah. So the story that I heard was that they went to a college campus, I believe, and asked what the thoughts of college students were on Will Rogers. And I think like a number like seven out of 80 students knew who he was. Uh, so it was kind of like, you know, not not someone that they wanted to throw next to Ben Franklin and um and mark twain now not not you know not downplaying will rogers and his his um you know whatever he did in american history i was gonna uh, say in his what chris <laughs> that's why i'm being very vague uh seemed like a very very nice gentleman uh but yeah just not not someone that you put next to those two two figures and that's I, a good um, job by them not yeah dating their you know not dating their ride or attraction by putting something that's not generational, not known by future generations. Everyone's going to know who Mark Twain is. Everyone's going to know who Ben Franklin is. But yeah, they just they they did you know they did a um they did a focus group. The focus group told them this person's not going to be good for future generations, and they pulled it because they're they're willing to roll with the flow and make things as good as they should be because you know that's what Disney does. So I was watching a little YouTube documentary on this attraction. Really? Kind of refresh, yeah, because it's been a while since I've ridden it myself. So, or it's been a while, I sat through it myself. So, I kind of wanted to refresh myself. So, I watched a little YouTube documentary. Shout out to the to YouTube because I have no idea what the who the YouTube <laughs> was. <laughs> you know that little that little website. It's doing pretty good. I yeah, think. shout out to YouTube. So, I you know one of the one of the main criticisms of any American history is whitewashing American history and sugarcoating American history um, anywhere. And because you, you, you know, if you don't talk about the trail of tears, the mistreatment of native Americans, stuff like that, like that's American history, right? Do you see that in this show? Well, you know, you're not, they're not showing you the trail of tears, right? But there's a reason for that. And the defense by the Imagineers was that the people are on vacation watching this show we want to touch on this stuff, but we don't want to be to be like dark to the point where it's like, you know, they're not it's not like they're not it's not like they're telling you something that's not true, but they're not just telling the whole truth because it's just too dark and people are on vacation having fun and there's kids and there's and it's like that's it's just not the time and place. So they do honor uh, Native Americans in this show and they do tell a short history they just don't tell the whole history, slavery, and it's another thing. It's yeah, like they don't go, they don't tell the story about Tulsa, Oklahoma. Exactly, exactly. So, um, it, and and Adam said it best in our chat. The point is to honor each country, not smack them in the face. And every country has their has skeletons in 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 their closet. Like, and Adam also just said, we're not going to show uh, Nazi Germany in the beer garden. There's just no place for it. You know, yeah, yeah. we're celebrating these countries. We're celebrating the achievements and the accomplishments and the progress of these countries. We're not going to celebrate all of the um, stuff that we have already progressed from. So it's cool that we were that that they that they chose to do that, and instead of having a just a a history lesson. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. It, it makes sense not to bring up all this terrible things. 
and only show the good things, which unfortunately means, like you said, it's white, it's whitewashing history mm-hmm. because sure. all the good things are what was positive. And unfortunately, there was a lot of negative in, the, in American history towards people of not Caucasian race. Um, but, you know, and I believe in, in the 1900s, they start resolving that with people of color being represented. Yeah, absolutely. And they were trying to have people of color represented. The isn't uh, the third guy, um, Will Rogers, isn't he not fully Caucasian? Yeah, he's uh, Native American. Exactly. So yep. they almost had a Native American host. But unfortunately for that, history has not been kindly to him and he's not well known. No, not because he was Native American, because he was not Native in anybody's household. He was not a Native name. <laughs> he was not a uh, household name. Now, the fun question. If you could choose any United States historical figure to represent the 20th century, who would it be? I have an answer. I have an answer, too. Let me hear yours. George Washington Carver. Peanut guy. Exactly. The most tastiest thing in the world. And he made it in the 1900s. I actually don't hate that, that at all. I actually endorse your your choice. Mine, uh, I think mine historically a little bit more significant. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Adam just echoed that he he, he voted Martin because not only is Martin Luther King Jr. I don't I, 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 is there anyone more important in the 20th century than him? I don't I don't think so. And he'll he'll definitely his name change. will be there forever. Oh yeah, like, no one's forgetting his name for sure. Plus the voice. I could listen to that guy talk all day. He's got the, the great one of the top 10 voices of all time, mm-hmm. I feel like. And it would just be it would be great. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see anyone more important than Martin Luther King as far as the history of America in the 20th century. I, I don't know. And Adam Adam's on fire. tonight. Adam and Chess, they all kind of represent progress in different ways. 100 percent. Yeah. 100%. So, uh, Ryan said um, Albert Einstein, which is a pretty good pick. Albert Einstein's a well. great pick. Yeah, pretty Albert Einstein's pick. great. He also said Walt Disney before the show, and we were kind of talking yes. about this, which obviously, yeah. I mean. I think that would have been amazing. That was almost like a cheating pick. I think that would have been a great selection. It would have been really cool. I don't think the uh, technology was quite there yet for Walt Disney. I just think it'd be weird to make. No, do they have his own animatronic anywhere else in Disney? Not an animatronic, no, no. I think it would have been weird to make himself an animatronic. Well, no, because this was after his passing. It was, right. But it was very shortly after his passing, so it still was a little... I think it was a little too too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Yeah. 15 years after passing, was Epcot opened? 15 years, really? I thought it was shorter than that. I still think it's pretty too soon. I I do still think that's too soon. I don't know if there's anybody else. I I would make the argument for a woman. A a woman. The the only... uh, the only ones that I could think of would be Susan B. Anthony mm-hmm. and um, Amelia Earhart. And yeah, I don't know. I just think Martin Luther King kind of trumps those, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. The experience begins as guests step into the round domed lobby where the Voices of Liberty acapella singers were off to perform. Paintings and quotes from American history can be seen around the walls of the lobby. When the show is about to begin, guests are welcomed into the Hall of Flags, which includes each flag from United States history before being ushered into the theater. The show begins with Franklin and Twain discussing the birth of America 
and features scenes of the Mayflower, the American Revolution, Civil War, the struggles and triumphs of the Gilded Age, development of the Great Depression, and World War II before ending with a film montage of modern America with a song, Golden Dream, playing. During the show, the different set pieces and animatronics rise from below the stage. The final scene in which Franklin and Twain stand on the Statue of Liberty, mulling over the country's history while revealing 12 statues around the theater, representing different American qualities. This is the most magical part, in my opinion. Seeing Mark Twain have a conversation with Ben Franklin is awesome because, you know, they never had that conversation before. Um, seeing them do that, but then seeing the, the, the revealing of, of all these uh, statues around the auditorium is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I, if, if I remember correctly, there's fireworks going off in the background. If, uh, if someone could fact check me on that, I'm pretty sure there's fireworks going on in the background of, of, of this part. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, yeah, not real fireworks, fake fireworks. <laughs> uh, they're standing in the, in the torch of the Liberty Bell. And it's just, it's really, really cool. The, uh, the animatronics are great. They are very good. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't think they've been really refurbished. Like, they're not new animatronics. They're still, I think they're still original animatronics, if I remember correctly. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I said, <laughs> I said, did I, wait, I do need to correct myself. I think I said it's Torch of the Liberty Bell. <laughs> do you want to restate the whole thing or just say? No, no, you, no, no, no. That's fine. This can okay. all stay in. This can all stay in. The Torch of the Statue of Liberty. Uh, um, <laughs> that's pretty good. But I was saying, I think the animatronics are really well done. They look great, and I watched it on a, on a uh, you know on YouTube. I think in person it'd be even better with that black drop too. How they did all the scenes. I know yeah. it's not as big. Like if they wanted to refurbish it and make it even bigger, they could now. I don't know if they couldn't do it back then. Um, but the screen, the way the screen is placed and how the stage moves with the screen, is really really nice. Yeah, and in that little documentary, which I'm going to pull up the guy's name because I, I don't want to talk about his video like this often without giving him credit. Because I think uh, our YouTube truthers like Dane from Big Beautiful Diz would, would get all on me for referring to this person. So mm-hmm. the, the person that I watched the video, his YouTube channel is InnoVision 3D, I-N-N-O Vision 3D. Uh, he's got, it's called The Golden Dream, The History of Epcot's American Adventure. Really good, and I, I do strongly recommend you, if you're listening to this, which if you're hearing me, you are, um, to watch the video because all the stuff we're talking about, you can visualize. Like you're talking about how the backdrop's impressive in the animatronics. The, the changing of the different scenes is amazing, and there's like mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of pounds being um, just kind of conveyor belted through that stage. And for an attraction as old as it is, it's just that's the type of stuff that you really appreciate when you think oh my gosh way ahead of its time to be able to to do all this so before we wrap up the history and head up to the other section of the podcast i just want to acknowledge the historical significance like i talked earlier there was a couple things that i learned that were its first uh someone lassoing was it was the first animatronic to lasso um, it was also the first animatronic to be smoking. We have Mark Twain smoking a cigar. Really? In, in this show, yeah. I didn't see yeah. that part, but the last wing thing is really cool. Yeah, and it's like the little things like that that are cool because all these advancements in 
animatronic engineering, I guess you'd call it, um, have taken us to where we are today, like with the, the shaman and Navi river journey. You know what I mean? Like that cowboy lassoed so that the shaman could dance. You know what I mean? No. What shaman? In Navi River German. Journey. Oh, the shaman. I see. Like the greatest animatronic I've, in all I've of never, the world. We did the history on that ride, but I'd never been on it. So I didn't oh, know okay, okay, okay. About, that, I, know okay that, I know what you're talking about now. Okay, yes. It, it looks like I, I'm convinced it's a person in a, in a, uh, in a Navi suit. That's weird uh, when they break down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't see that. They're dehydrated. So... <laughs> But uh, but like all these little things, that's why that this stuff like that is what got me so much into the history of Disney and the rides. Because like you go to see this show and you watch it for what it is, you appreciate it for what it is, and you, and you go about your day. But who would know that there's so much knowledge behind the creation of this uh, of this attraction? That's what that's what makes me so in love with Disney history is that all this information is not only accessible, but like there is so much time and effort and research and uh, technologically as well as historically put into these attractions. And it's so, so fascinating. I was just looking through um, some pictures of the ride and one reminded me because I watched some of the show on YouTube and that animatronic of George Washington on his horse is so good. It yeah. doesn't move really that much. And there's a lot of shadow being being um, shown on it, but the way it looks from the distance, it looks like a real person. All the animatronics yeah. look almost real. I mean, because I was watching it from a video on YouTube, so the video was taken like near the back, I think, and they weren't really zoomed in too far, so you just mm -hmm. see the people moving. And like, if you didn't know about it, and you walked in the room, you think it was real people. I know it's 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 absolutely insane. And uh, before I finish, I do just want to do a brief overview of the whole attraction for people like you, Alex, who have never been here. Now, there's many different scenes during this attraction, and the uh, the different scenes are uh, the Pilgrims of the Mayflower, the Boston Tea Party, the writing of the Declaration of Independence, Valley Forge and the Revolutionary War, slavery in the Civil War, the suffering of Native Americans, the Philadelphia Centennial Exposition, the founding of Yosemite National Park, World Wars One and Two, and then there's other images uh, that include people like Thomas Jefferson, Frederick Douglass, Susan B. Anthony, and, and uh, etc. There, obviously, there's so much more. But to be someone, a foreigner to America, especially, or a young child who hasn't uh, experienced this, or just someone who hasn't really studied American history closely, uh, this is a really good representation of the history of America. And kind of touches on most of the major points of this country. Not everything, but most. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. The central building is five stories tall, but uses forced perspective and a series of ramps in the building to appear two and a half story height of the real Independence Hall. Imagineers designed advanced animatronics for the show, which included Franklin appearing to walk upstairs and Franklin and Twain appearing to shake hands. The statues of American qualities revealed at the end of the show are Adventure, a seaman, Compassion, a female doctor, Discovery, mountain man, Freedom, pilgrim, Heritage, Native American woman, Independence, American revolutionary soldier, Individualism, a cowboy, Innovation, an African American scientist, Knowledge, school teacher, Pioneering, 
pilot, self-reliance, a farmer, and tomorrow, a mother and her child. The show features five songs, New World Bound, In the Days of 76, Two Brothers, Brother Can You Spare a Dime, and Golden Dream, the first and last were written for the show. The show includes dialogue from original speeches written by many famous Americans. Joe Rohde, the Imagineer behind Disney's Animal Kingdom, voices Alexander Graham Bell. For more on Joe Rohde, listen to episode 83 of the Dis His Podcast. We heard Dis His think that American Adventure is an amazing homage to its host country, as well as an educational experience about this country, rich history for those who may not know or need a refresher. Are you looking for a magical experience? Look no further than Three Cheeky Chicks, a Disney-themed candle company that will transport you to your favorite childhood memories. Three Cheeky Chicks offers wax melts, candies, candles, diffuser oils, and room sprays, all available on MagicallyScented.com. The best part? You can use the code DizHiz20 at checkout to receive 20% off your purchase. Immerse yourself in the world of Disney with scents like Poly Juice Potion, which is orange and mold fruit blended with oak and patchouli, on a base of sugared berries. Or try Once Upon a Dream, a magical blend of pears, peaches, and mild red berries mixed with water lily, apple blossoms, tiari flowers, and jasmine with a base of vanilla orchard, sandalwood, coconut milk, and chiffron musk. And don't forget the official Dizzy's scent, created exclusively for fans of the Dizzy's podcast. Three Chicka Chicks candles, wax melts, and diffusers make the perfect gift for any Disney lover. So visit MagicallyScented.com today and use the code DizHiz20 for 20% off your purchase. Three Cheeky Chicks, where every scent tells a story. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site Sorcerer Radio on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. Hey guys, want to hear something cool? Do you want to be part of the Goof Troop? Our Goof Troop is the best, and a way to help support the show. You get access to our wonderful giveaways, Discord chat, and you can join for only $2 a month. In our Discord chat, you can interact with the hosts and some of our great members. There are Disney-themed games in our chat, streams from the park, we have a special Spotify playlist. Overall, we just have a lot of fun. You also get access to our live shows, which can sometimes be a little crazy. Once again, help support the show for as low as $2 a month and join the Goof Troop. Just go to DizHiz.com and on top, there's a link.
this week in Disney. And I'm going to tell you, Chris, I really have nothing for this week. So I hope you have something. What did you do this week in Disney? I actually did nothing this week in Disney. But my sister did stuff this week oh, in literal right. Disney. So by association, I did it this week in Disney. But there's more to the story. So my sister and her boyfriend went to uh, Walt Disney World five days ago. And it was not my sister's first time because we've been going our whole life. But her boyfriend has never been. He's so, had a lot of firsts with your family. Yes, he has. Yeah. He um, we we've we've really broken him out of his shell. So he's never been to um, Disney and that other park down in Florida. So they went and I hooked them up with Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. If you want to book a vacation, reach out to sandpipervacations.com. Nick was great, man. Nick FaceTimed uh, or uh, Zoom called my sister and, uh, you know, made sure she was comfortable with, with you know, with going. Because it was the first time she was going on her own on like a multi-day trip. So he walked her through, you know, what to do, what not to do, stuff like that. But what I contributed to was every night before she go to a certain park, I gave her must do's in all caps, must do's. Then I gave her, if you have times, and then skip. And the skips were mostly because of motion sickness. So, like, I put in some of the must-dos. I oh, put, like... Before you say anything, I want to guess. So, give me a park, and I'm going to guess who your must-dos. Oh, perfect. Um, You pick a park, actually. Okay, so Animal Kingdom is easy. Okay. The must-dos Animal Kingdom is Everest. Okay. And the animal ride where you see the actual animals. Yeah, so I have a lot on the must-dos because like you're spending all day there, right? So the must-dos are basically I usually like, never spend the whole day at Everest. I mean, well, at Animal Kingdom. They spend okay. half a day, which feels okay. like a full day because of the heat. So Everest, the animal ride, um, Lion King, the Lion King show. Yep. And you love Dino Land, so probably a dinosaur ride. Mm -hmm. And the last one I'd say is the Nemo show. Yeah, so a lot. You got a lot there. Now – you do have to keep in mind, this was my sister's boyfriend's first time. So there were additional must-dos since he's never done, right? Okay. So must-do Everest, yep. Navi River Journey, and Flight of Passage. You said must-do Navi River Journey. Yes, because they had a DAS pass. Okay. A which, what? if you don't know, a disability pass. Oh. One of the friends in their group uh, had a disability. So oh. they were able to. So the must-dos for them were um a lot because they could you know okay so um they didn't really have to wait in line most of the time wow so yeah so for the must use for them i did everest navi river journey flight of passage in all caps right yes now you did put in parentheses look up the video before you ride it's apparently so smooth and people don't get motion sick because if she knows what she's expecting she's not afraid to go on these rides and she'll do it uh, the sister? yes okay. the animal ride as you call it this uh, kilimanjaro safaris <laughs> <laughs> Festival of the Lion King and Dinosaur, you got right on the head. Uh, Finding Nemo also, they have that new big screen there. And it's tough to be a bug show because that's just, a, that's a must. That's a must. Did you tell them that, did you, did you not tell them that things come down from the sky? I did not tell them anything. Okay, I did good. not tell them anything. Good. Um, I did put, if you have time, the conservation station. I feel like that's kind of a fun little, you take that train ride to that place and you do that yeah. stuff. Don't think they did that. Uh, she just got home today, so I'll talk to her tonight. I don't know if she did or not. Um, and Skip was cali river rapids because you get soaked never been on it yeah me either um and then i put places you should eat 
um, I said, uh, Animal Kingdom's kind of weird with food. It's not like the other parks. So I said, either go to Satuli Canteen or uh, Yak and Yeti. Two solid Yak and places. Yeti is the, the bomb to get in. Yeah, they, they did make reservations at Rainforest Cafe because I don't think my sister's boyfriend has ever been there, which okay. is totally acceptable place. if yeah. you've never been there, right? Yeah. Um, if you want me to go through the other parks, I can. Yeah, let's do it. We got time. Yeah. Okay. So make it quick, ho- though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood Studios. Hollywood uh, Studios must-, must do is Star Wars. Um, Rise, right? Yeah, Rise. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's the Toy Story Mania. Yep. Mickey Runaway Railway Railroad. Yep. Mm-hmm. And do they like roller coasters? Um, the three of them do. She does not. Okay, so if this is for the group, that definitely say you probably say Rocket Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you say Star Tours because I feel like Rise of Resistance has Star Tours in it. So yeah. that I say maybe you say um uh you say Indiana Jones. Okay, so I so my must do's and I put and this was the only park where I put stars on next to things that she can do mm-hmm. because there's a lot of motion sickness at, at Hollywood. Uh, yes. so I put star equals no motion sickness. So Rise of the Resistance, star. And I put that in all caps, like you need that, to do this ride. That has that has motion. There's a lot now, of movement. Now I did tell her. I said for the last like 15 seconds, close your eyes. I said this, there is a part where there's a simulator, so just close your eyes because you can close your eyes and feel fine. Yeah, but um, when when you're on the ride, have you ridden that ride? No, but most of it's the trackless ride. Right, you but know? it spins you around a lot. Yeah, but she's okay with that. It's more of the screens. It's more okay. of the screens. Yeah, okay. it's not really the movements. It's more of the screens. All right. Um, so my must use a rise Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. Not for her. Toy Story Mania, Slinky Dog Dash, both for her and the rest. Rock and Roller Coaster, Smuggler's Run, I put maybe for her, which she did end up doing. And uh, and she just had to close her eyes a couple times, but she loved it. Uh, Mickey and Minnie's, she did. Um, and Star Tours. But I put in quotes, do not ride this. You will projectile vomit. But let the rest ride. And then must do shows. I said Fantasmic, which they ended up not doing because um, they went to Epcot for dinner that night. Okay. So they did dip out early, but she didn't care because her boyfriend didn't know what he was missing. And the three of the other people already saw it. So they just didn't say anything to him. <laughs> uh, I said um, for the first time in forever, the Frozen show and then Muppet Vision 3D and in parentheses, but cheesy, but always fun and air conditioned. Um, okay. If you have time, I put Beauty and the Beast live on yeah. stage. She loves Beauty and the Beast. So yeah, I recommended that for her. Now, she did go to Beauty and the Beast when they rode Rock and Roller Coaster and Star Tours, I believe it was. Okay. So she got to go there solo. And I said, if you have time, Indiana Jones. It's not a show you have to go see, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. Skip Alien Swirling Saucers and Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy show. Yeah. The other two parks are pretty cut and dry. I had um, for Magic Kingdom. I'm just going to run this through this real quick. Must-dos were Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, Big Thunder, Mickey's Failhar Magic, Pirates, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Tron, which she actually rode Tron. I was really proud of her. She loved Tron. Um, Space Mountain, Journey to Little Mermaid. They, because um, th- she loves Little Mermaid. That's why that one is a must-do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, they actually got to ride Space Mountain three times. They had, uh, there was magic hours that night, and nobody kicked them out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I said, and then I said, stay for fireworks. And then on the suggestion of Ryan, I said, try the cheesesteak egg rolls from uh, Adventureland. Then I said, things to skip, because, you know, they don't. They don't I, I didn't know at this point, because this is the first day. I didn't know they had the DAS Pass, and they were able to ride these quickly. I said, skip Barnstormer, Small World, Pooh, which I said I like, but it's skippable. 
Buzz Light Space Ranger Spin, Hall of Presidents, Tomorrowland mm-hmm. Speedway, Tiki Room, Carousel of Progress. Just all stuff when it's your when you yeah. only have one day and you want to do like more of the rides, you don't really need to do these. Um it's but they're, you know, obviously some of those are great. I love Winnie the Pooh, but it's not something you need to do. Um I would I would yeah. prioritize like Pirates of the Caribbean over that, you know. Um, and mm-hmm, I, I again, sure. I did not know they had the DAS Pass. I did end up doing a lot of these. And then I said, if you have time, go to Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, Country Bear Jamboree, mm-hmm. Peter Pan's Flight, and The People Mover, which I put in parentheses, is a must-do for me. Um, so they had such a good time. It was my sister's boyfriend's first time there, like I said, 45 other times, and he absolutely loved it. Now, keep in mind, this is a guy that did not grow up on disney stuff a lot like a lot of disney stuff like he's watched a lot of these movies for the first time uh with my sister he loves star wars uh so galaxy's edge even my sister who has not even seen all the star wars movies said it was the most unreal experience ever she absolutely loved it and she Mm -hmm. said it's just like it's the, the attention to detail is just utterly insane um really hoping she brought me some souvenirs uh, I'm waiting for her to get back. She's at a graduation <laughs> right now. She went right from the airport to graduation. Really hoping that I got something cool. Um, but yeah, so they had a great time. It was really fun. I sent her the must-dos for the first night. She texted me. She goes, can you please keep sending these every night? I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm including them. Uh, little things like, and I, again, I've never been to Galaxy's Edge, but Ryan in chat always says how good Ronto Roasters is. So I said, you got to go to Ronto Roasters for a meal at... Um, at galaxy's edge she said it was one of the greatest things she's ever had in her life and uh she got the vegetarian version because she doesn't eat meat but everyone else got the sausage one everyone loved ronto roasters um but yeah she had such a good time he had such a good time um i, I wish i could have gone but it just you know scheduling just did not work out i have to be here for you guys you know yeah um we're actually going to uh hollow studios next week with our kids oh fun uh, to celebrate their birthdays and uh i can't wait we are gonna watch imagination right is that what it's called uh journey into imagination that's an epcot oh my gosh what are, what are you talking about no no no. imagine the night show oh phantasmic close phantasmic close. we're gonna watch phantasmic which i uh can't wait to see for the first time and uh so yeah next week's episode i'll have an update on what we did at disney for myself awesome. you know what else we're gonna uh talk about next week Yes. Dino Land USA. Ooh. Which next week's episode is going to be on the history of Dino Land USA. Really cool backstory like I've talked about in the past. We're going to go break down the rides. We're going to break briefly the rides. Uh, but mostly the backstory of Dino Land USA, like that area of the park. It's going to be super fun. Really excited to dig into that history. One fun fact, and my favorite fun fact, because I love McDonald's, much of the land was originally sponsored by McDonald's. And there was a location wow. of the fast food chain in the land, as well as references for yeah, real, as well as references to it in the attractions. There was uh, even exclusive toys made for the land, which is awesome. One of the most famous ones. Do you know this, Alex? Do you know which one of those famous ones is? Oh, of what? Of the reference to McDonald's in the land is. Yeah, in in the dinosaur ride, yes. there's tubes, and they used to represent ketchup and yes, mustard. And I think they have the. Uh, the scientific ingredients like the elements that make these things or something like that um so really fun little reference to my uh to i think a top five food establishment of uh, in the history of man so man and and (laughs) 
And uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited to get into the history of that. Really excited to, to have an excuse to talk about McDonald's next week. <laughs> we're gonna, you're writing the history, so we're going to have a whole oh, paragraph yeah. on just McDonald's representation in Dentaland, USA. At least a paragraph. Um, before we wrap up, I want to thank our Patreon, Ryan, for writing the history. Um, if you do become a Patreon, you'll know we have multiple Ryans. And this is Robo Ryan, as he's called in our Patreon uh, group, Discord chat. And uh, he wrote the history, so I really want to thank him for that. And we've had history written from people in the past, and usually I edit it. Uh, I had a crazy week with putting down tile in my house, so I didn't have a lot of time to work on the history this week. Thankfully, Ryan came in clutch and wrote the history for me. I did not do a lot of editing to his history, so that was pretty much all Robo Ryan. So if you relate the history, send us an email, let Ryan know how much you liked it, and uh, I appreciate that. So yes, thank you so much, Ryan. If you're interested in contributing to the history, you can, again, email us at dizhispod at gmail.com. Um, it's a really good way to get the history on uh, and an episode on the history that you want to hear. I don't know when we would have done. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, this is very low in our totem pole. I think like this was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's been he's been saying this for probably six right. months now. And when he was like, I'll write the history. I was like, it's next week then. Yeah. And, and so if you want your topic, your favorite topic, like boost it up to like the, 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 the next week's episode. Please email us. We'll put our own spin on like we always do. We always have great conversations on here. And we always take into account the ideas and comments of our Patreon members, too. So, you know, join in on the fun by, by just searching Diz His on Patreon. We're going to any of our uh, of our um, uh, link trees in the bios of our episodes or social media or anything. Uh, really, really great group of, of, of like-minded individuals that we get to call friends now. We've known them for that long. Uh, one more thing I do want to talk about is if you do join Patreon, you do uh, get the opportunity to become a contributor on the official Diz His blog, which we launched a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've had a few members contribute so far, and their articles have been great. We have Disney must-dos. We have uh, Maddie contributed uh, last week and told an awesome story about her meeting Jody Benson, the voice of the original Little Mermaid, which was an amazing article. We just wanted to give an outlet for our Patreon members to talk about Disney, and um, and they are killing it. Uh, everything that they have been writing is awesome. Uh, have had to edit a lot of Ryan's grammar, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> I love you, Ryan. Um, so yeah, so that that's just one other perk. At, you know, as little as two dollars a month, you can be an official contributor to the Diz His blog and we do share your post on our social media on our facebook so we do give you that little push um but yeah it's it's really fun it's just another fun perk we get that you get when you sign up with uh with business and that's the his on american adventure show i'm one of your host alex and i'm chris thanks for listening and have a magical life And thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to connect more with DizHiz, just visit all social media platforms under DizHitPod. There you can find our link tree, find our Patreon page, and our Public page for all DizHiz merchandise. Music.